Hey there, I'm Justin, the host of your favorite wrestling podcast, WWE Mentality. And have you ever thought about starting your very own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? The answer to this question and every question is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with the great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's why I'm doing this right now by reading this ad. Anchor has been super easy for me to use ever since I downloaded it just a few weeks ago, and I'm very, very glad that I did so because it's enabled me to be able to start talking about something that I love, which is wrestling. So if you want to start a podcast and get and make money at it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor. Dot .fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, and we're back. Another fun-filled, exciting episode of WWE Mentality. I'm your host, Justin Bateman, a.k.a. HCP, a.k.a. Hard Crab Popman, a.k.a. Wine Cheese Machine, whatever you want to call me. And I got my uh, cohort over here, gentleman by the name of, uh, I call him JR. Uh, he is Jamie Wentz, Ralph Wentz. Mr. Wonderful, whatever he wants to call himself, we'll just let him do it, okay? Whatever makes him feel good about himself. What's up, JR? Oh, nothing, man. I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to host another, what, our second week of this podcast. And I think last week went really, really good. It did. It really did. I mean, things, uh, we, we uh, definitely got something good going here that we need to maintain. You know, for those of you that may not have listened last week, give you a little, get you caught up to speed. Uh, JR, Ralph Wentz, he had the podcast Bump the Mat. And I've had WWE mentality, uh, and we decided that we were just going to kind of join forces. We're kind of in the same vicinity with each other. He lives in Kittleville Hills. I live in Wanchies. I work in Nagshead. We just decided to do this together so that we could better promote WWE and talk more intelligently and also be able to have a conversation. Let's be, let's be honest. When you're doing it by yourself, it's kind of you feel like you're talking to yourself. Now, it can be done, but to be honest, it is much more effective, I feel, as if we're having a conversation. So we've decided to join forces here and and on WWE Mentality, on your platforms, your Anchor, your Spotify, your iTunes. One of the, I always forget the other ones, JR. <laughs> Google, um, Overcast, Pocket Cast. I mean, there's tons of them out there, but uh, hop on our YouTube channel as well, Team WWE OBX, and you can go also go to our Facebook page, same name, Team WWE OBX, check us out. Good stuff, good stuff. Also, we're at obxtoday.com. Uh, obxtoday.com is your hub for all things Outer Banks, and if you're not familiar with the Outer Banks, Google search Outer Banks, North Carolina, and it shows you our strip of sand in which we have the luxury of being able to reside. I mean, let's face it, we grew up in paradise, JR. Uh, People want to live here, you know, so we, we had the benefit and luxury of growing up here. Uh, and we don't, we don't uh, take advantage of that. We, we definitely embrace the fact that we uh, we live where people want to be. So that's awesome. If you ever get a chance to check out the Outer Banks, come check us out. We'd love to have you. But this is the Nagset, North Carolina, is the home of WWE mentality. So, Jr., let's jump right into it, man. So this past week on Raw, it was some big Raw reunion, man. What I 
All right, before we go into the reunion itself, grade A, B, and A plus being the greatest, F minus being the mm-hmm. absolute most horrible thing you've ever seen in your life. Where would you grade the Raw reunion? All right, so last week I gave uh, Extreme Rules an A. Okay. As okay. an A grade. Raw reunion, all things considered. People coming back. You got Stone Cold, a John Cena surprise that was not advertised. A you know Melina, um, Medusa, or Elandra Blaze. I think. Yeah. Aren't they the same person? They are the same. Okay, that's what I, I thought. I wasn't when she come by the name. I was like, I don't know that I've heard that name before. Right, and we'll talk more about her later because we got some news yeah. on her. But you know, you had all those superstars coming back, and I was so pumped. I know you were pumped. I was. I was. You know, we were texting each other, but honestly, I'd have to give it. A C. C? A C, yeah. A, a really, really hard C on that. And I got you. Close to a D almost. Cause yeah, I was I was D-plusing it, man. Yeah. You C-minus, I'll D-plus it. I was, I was not overall impressed with, I mean, it was nice to see some of the oh, yeah. superstars yeah. in the past. Don't get me wrong. Love that fact so much. It was kind of a little bit of nostalgia for us, you know, right. for being from the Attitude Era. That's kind of where we thrived when we watched wrestling, when started watching wrestling was yep. like the beginning of the attitude era but jr it just we're gonna we have a little thing we we're gonna talk about you know what would we have done different we'll right. talk about that later but john cena came back and traded raps with the uso yeah okay so john cena he came out man he's like nobody expected him uh it was rumored maybe like an hour before that he was gonna be there but he did he came out and he's like this is my home this is I feel the same way right now that I felt when I first came to WWE. Your thoughts, JR? Well, honestly, it kind of reminds me of The Rock, who I was also hoping was going to be there. Unfortunately, wasn't. Uh, And I think we all know, listening to Bump the Mat, all my listeners there and yourself over here on WWE Mentality, is that The Rock is my guy. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it kind of seems like all these guys come out, even Stone Cold at the end, saying, you know, this is my home. These are my family. Well, if it's your home, make it your home. And, and come back and stop making one-year appearances. And that goes right. for The Undertaker as well and all the other ones. But, yes, it was glad, I'm, I was glad and happy to see all the returning legends and and superstars. Um, what I thought of John Cena's segment was short, simple, and to the point. So um, I, I kind of enjoyed it. And then the Usos came out and... Um, just kind of exchanged words, and Usos were like, hey, "Yo, yo, yo, yo! You're not going anywhere, Us. Like you, we, they want the doctor. The doctor. They, I was they, gonna yeah, say the they, doctor. They, they want the doctor who showed up at WrestleMania. Which, as far you know, going back to April, that was very exciting as well to see the doctor of Thugonomics return and make his uh his epic return. So, I liked the segment. The segment was good. I wouldn't have had it, but like you said, we'll, we'll go back and, and talk about what we would have done in certain segments. So as for that segment, John Cena segment, short, simple, and to the point, good way to open up Raw Reunion. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I thought, you know, the, the little rap exchange that they did about John Cena saying, I ain't going to get bested. Right. You two were twins. Something about being arrested. Yeah, I thought yeah, that yeah. was kind of funny. And there's breaking news about that we'll breaking, talk about later breaking news but that, that was actually kind of a cute segment from what i understand john cena like was out of the building yeah, he dipped so, yeah, man he dipped that's all the report as it was done every report i i read uh this past week following raw reunion he did his 10 minute of segment and then dipped out 
So I don't know what was going on with that. Yeah. Well, the Usos ended up seeing that Rikishi came out. Or Rikishi is their, their father. father. Yep. Rikishi. Yeah, Rikishi Fatu. I miss Rikishi. Rikishi was awesome back in the yeah. day with Too Cool. You know, he wasn't even uh, cleared to do a stink face that night. No? No, he was not cleared to do any kind of physical activity that he would have done right. years ago. But so. I li- I, Well, I like the fact that he, he was out there. Yeah, and it was cool to up. see him. Uh, clean been... cut too, man. He was, huh? he was looking sharp. Who? He was looking sharp. Who he, was? Rikishi had a oh, clean, Rikishi. clean, yeah. clean oh, yeah. cut, hair slicked back, Ric Flair style. Exactly. I mean, he was looking good, and I mean, there's also been some heat, you know, not heat, but I think Jonathan, his son Jonathan, uh, and and Rikishi, I, I think there's been some tension there in the past. Yeah. Uh, I think when Jonathan and Naomi got married, uh, I think Jimmy, 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 yeah. Excuse me. Uh, when they got married. He was supposed to be at the wedding, and he wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, you know, I remember anyway. seeing that on Divas. Yes, I watched. <laughs> I and I'll go on the record for saying I watched Total Divas. Okay, I do. <laughs> anyway, back on topic here. They ended up the revival came out, started talking some trash. You know, oh. then they ended up having a match. In which case, the Usos beat them outright. Right. Beat them outright. Now, is this going to lead to a championship opportunity? Well, let's not forget Devon showed up too. Oh yeah, I forgot about Devon. Dolly. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Devon coming out and kind of had him in the corners and things that, you know, had Rikishi in the corner of his sons. Devon was in the corner of the revival. Yeah. And it made for it added a little bit of an extra element. What was going to go down outside that ring? Well, we found out that not a whole lot. I mean, Devon was acting like he was going to interrupt. And then he was like, oh, hey, like Rikishi coming around the corner. He's like, I wasn't doing nothing. I wasn't doing nothing. Right, right. And yep. uh, the Usos ended up reigning victorious. Now, what is this whole thing with Drew McIntyre and Cedric Alexander? What, what, what is this? Are they Is Drew McIntyre in limbo right now? Do they not have anything good creatively for him? Uh, I'm not trying to take away from Cedric Alexander, okay? Don't think that's what I'm trying to do here. But, but what? What is it? Like, they had a rematch because Cedric pinned him last week. Right. Okay? Rematch. And then Drew attacks him before the bell even rings. And it's just a big melee outside the ring of Drew McIntyre throwing Cedric around like a ragdoll. I mean, what what is what's going on here, Jay? I don't I don't think WWE needs to sit here and push Drew McIntyre as being the tough big guy because I think we've already seen that he can do all those things. Of course. So to throw a cruiserweight around ain't really showing anything to me. I know. So I that agree. whole segment, I like you said, I think he's just in limbo. He's in limbo right now. Totally yeah. agree. All right, the Viking Raiders defeated Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins in the match. Now, the Viking. All right, first of all, let's back, let's start with Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, they were tag team champions. They got their WrestleMania moments. Yep. Uh, the most unlikely pair to win tag team gold. I uh, agree. What what they got their they had their moment. Kurt Hawkins hadn't won a match in what a hundred two hundred some odd matches straight. He lost. <laughs> yeah. Um, Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> now, what's the deal with them? I mean, are they just spoon-feeding the Viking Raiders some opponents until they can get them primed for a position to challenge for a tag team gold? So what I saw on Monday was, and it, it kind of makes sense, but with Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, you also had Christian out on commentary. True. And now Christian is also good friends with Edge. Probably, I mean, they're more like brothers, but Zack and Kurt were Edgeheads back in the day. Okay, yeah. So, so I see why... You would stick Christian on commentary and then bring out Zach and Kurt to kind of put the resemblance to the story together okay. with them three. But as far as them going against the Viking Raiders, like you said also, 
they're, I think they're just spoon feeding, you know, they're spoon feeding two sharks, you know, to prime time them to go out in the big boy, uh, the big big boy waters and the deep waters. So I, I don't know who they would go against next week, but, you know, it's just wait to see. Viking Raiders, and I know it's, it's this is the SmackDown tag team, but I like to see them up against Heavy that would be awesome. Heavy machineries, I, dude. I'm on. Well, hey, there's wild card. Wild card. You could, it could happen. You're right. It could happen. So, Roman Reigns had a match with Samoa Joe. Samoans. Samoans. Yes. About all <laughs> the Samoans. Now, half I halfway expected. Part of me thought that maybe something, some way, somehow, The Rock was going to show up during this match. I thought so too. For something. I just I held out a lot of hope on the Rock, okay, yeah. on both SmackDown and Raw. Yeah, for I sure. held out a lot of hope on him, and it, and it didn't come to fruition. But you had a, a, something you wanted to say about the, the Roman Reigns Samoa Joe. Yeah, what was your thought on that? I did not like this segment because it took a lot of time, you okay, know, right? I, which you know commercials and all that. So not only did it take a lot of time, but like you said, I was hoping for another storyline to to come up like once they brought in the family type thing that they were saying back and forth it's like hey say one thing about my family we're from the same island you know what happens next so that was kind of excuse my language that was kind of badass yeah so that kind of got me excited for the rock to show up like i originally thought and you originally thought Mm -hmm. but i would have put i would have scratched the whole uso segment at the beginning of the show and i would have put the usos and rakishi in that slot to come out and help Roman Reigns out. Right, okay. Because you know the Usos and Roman Reigns yeah. are all cousins. They're cousins, yeah. So that's what I would have done in what would you do segment we'll have later, but I can also come up with another one as well. Cool, But yeah. that's what I had a problem with. I thought the match sucked. Lack of Could've better words. It Could have been better. Um, and, and like I just said, a whole different storyline is what I would have done, and I just didn't like it. I got you. Yeah. Hey, so I, I can't really disagree with you there. Yeah. I can't. It would have spiced up the show more. That at, at that point in time, it was, um, uh, what, like four, 40 minutes into the show. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of the sleepy time anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, every it seems like Raw is just too long these days. And yeah. They just can't come up with enough. Well, you know, the next segment after that match, I thought was actually pretty decent, and that was. When Seth Rollins appeared on Miz TV, and Miz and Seth were talking about Seth Rollins' upcoming match again with Barack Lesnar at SummerSlam. And and I loved how Seth was kind of mocking Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, in a sense, uh, with with his talk and his speaking and everything like that. But then Paul Heyman came out and confronted Seth Rollins, and... Basically, you know, talking trash, and I, I just wish I could remember all of what was said in that entire segment. Do you remember any of the bits and pieces that was kind of came out of that? No, but knowing Paul Heyman and what he says, it had to do with well, Brock Lesnar winning at SummerSlam and just obliterating Seth Rollins. All I know is it was enough to push Seth Rollins over the deep end because he was like, I'm tired of you running your mouth, Paul. Yeah. I'm coming after you and chased him back. Paul was like, I'm just an advocate. I'm just an advocate. <laughs> I'm just an advocate. Yeah. And he ran back. And, of course, here comes uh, Seth Rollins. You know, About to get out of the ring. Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, 
that leads us to Rey Mysterio having a match with Sami Zayn. Yeah. I like Rey Mysterio, but I, honestly, there comes a point in time where it's like, all right, you. He's been. Rey Mysterio has been around for every bit. The be, better part of, I'd say, 25 years. It's been a while. Yeah, Long I mean, time. I know he's been in and out, but still, when he comes back, he is in there. Yeah, you he, know what I mean? Sami Zayn to me, though, like I said a few moments ago off air to you, Sami Zayn to me was much better as a face than he is. It seemed like he got more respect, more, had more of an initiative, more of a drive for him as a face. But now that he's turned heel, it's almost like the creative doesn't know what to do with it. You think I, he's just that good of a heel? No. I think no. he's a horrible heel. I think that he's honestly. He's a great wrestler. He's a great technical wrestler. He's good in the ring. I mean, and I'm not taking away from his athletic ability whatsoever. I don't want right. you to think that's what I'm saying. He just he's not good at a character. He can't play a character good. Yeah. He can get in there and wrestle and, you know, be a good journeyman. Right. Like we talked about in our last podcast. But I don't think that he has the acting ability for a character to bring out. He's good at running his mouth. And we'll talk about some things that he lashed out on on Twitter about here in just a little bit. But I just don't believe that he's got a likable character. As a likable character as he did when he was a face. That makes sense? Makes sense. Because I can't just, I can't back up. I, it's like Kevin Owens. When he was a heel, I liked him as a heel. Right. Because he was a good heel, so I liked him. Sami Zayn is a heel, but I don't like him as a heel because he's not a good heel. That makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, me. you get. I mean, to WWE's characters. I mean, they're, they're not. If you hung out with Sami Zayn today, he's probably not that way. But you know, as a character, as a heel character, I, I, I disagree with you. I think he's a great heel. Just because it seems like he knows what to say when to say it, even though he he might not play the role when he speaks. I think people like listen. And I think people kind of not like not like Paul Heyman. Don't get me wrong. Paul Heyman is probably one of the best speakers in WWE history. But when Sami Zayn speaks like he did backstage, saying, look, we don't need these legends here. You know, that's what the Hall of Fame's for. Don't come back every once in a while like you're taking time away. That's all true. That's to me, that's like, OK, I can, okay. I can understand that. I mean, I, I love seeing le- I love seeing the legends, too. Don't get me wrong. But I think when. When Sami Zayn's like, you're taking, kind of like Kevin Owens the other night, last week on Tuesday, he said, you're taking time away. He kind of stole that from Kevin Owens and was like, but in a heel way and said, look, you're taking time away from all these other superstars. We don't need you here. Kind of well, to me is like, huh, that's kind of right, but. I mean, that's that's an okay example. And here's why I say that that, that example is, is, is an okay example, okay? It was a Raw reunion. Yeah. They labeled it a raw reunion show number one okay right. so with that being said bringing back past you know superstars is part of the show they weren't necessarily stealing time right it was part of the show that's right. how it was built and that's how it was supposed to be right number two it was in tampa with that being said that it being in tampa where's where's a uh, wrestlemania next year tampa tampa they're trying to sell tickets right now they're oh, trying yeah. to boost the the morale of the people in and around Tampa, Florida for Mania of next year. They're already trying to market WrestleMania for next year, which is why they should be. And I think that having that Raw reunion 
was a good step in the right direction. So what you're saying, I can get behind with Kevin Owens talking about Shane McMahon taking away from the show, taking time away from other superstars. But Sami Zayn saying it, all he's doing is just kind of echoing it. And I, I just, I, I don't know, man. Like I said, I, I'm having a hard time with it right now. So we gotta, we must press on though. Seth Rollins defeated United States champ AJ Styles via disqualification because backstage, AJ Styles was like, "We're the the OC, the best trio to ever grace WWE ring." Blah blah blah. We all knew what was going to happen next okay that being said dx i mean it was it was a, a perfect all the ingredients were there for dx you get what i'm saying yeah, yeah all the things that were needing to be said all the things that needed to the look all of it it's like okay we knew at some point they were going to be out there in a match we didn't realize we didn't know right away it was going to be with seth rollins but we knew that they were going to be out there part of the show and dx was going to rival them we knew that's how it was going to go. Seth Rollins, they ended up climbing in the ring, beating up on Seth. Here comes DX. Yep. And here comes. It was exciting to see him. It was. In the way not, they came I'm, out. I'm not taking away from that. I right. agree with you. I The part that I didn't like is the fact that they re, they reunited the click. Yeah. And the click was what was together with Big Daddy Diesel, Reza Ramon, and uh, Triple H, yep. Shawn Michaels, all the X Pac, all of them before. Kevin Nash or Daddy Diesel and Razor Ramon, a.k.a. Scott Hall, went to WCW. They should have all been in uniform, I feel like. You had Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and X-Pac all in their DX gear. Then over here off to the... Oh, and don't forget about Road Dog. Road Dog in their DX gear. And then over here you had Kevin Nash, Big Daddy Diesel, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon in NWO gear. Yeah, I can see where you're. Well, you, I see what you're saying. If you were going to bring those, and they needed to come out with Hogan, yeah, in NWO. That's true. Get what I'm saying? Yeah. I could not. I just I didn't like how they put those all together like that and tied them in. Unless if they were all in the same thing, wearing the click, get it? I was right. wanting to hear in NWO. I was ready to hear that. I didn't hear it. I was kind of disappointed. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. I mean, it's weird that they came out with Road Dog too. So. Well, you didn't know your ass better call somebody. I, I did. Like, that was kind of a cool little thing that Road Dog did. I've had that from my ringtone. Oh, you do? <laughs> I've had it from my ringtone. Well, that'll help, you know, to uh, knock back the OC or whatever. And it was like, I got two words for you. Did the whole DX thing. Yeah. That was cool, though. All right. I can I can get down with that. But one thing that was next was Mick Foley. Mick Foley was going to go through one of his greatest matches of all time that he loved the most. And then you see the lights start going. Mm. Wonder what that means. Wonder what that means. Yeah, what did that mean, Jr.? Could mean that the the what they call it the, the fiend. Fiend. You call him the fiend now. Give this He's character. fiending. He's fiending to feast on WWE superstars, past and present. Like which would like Mick Foley, like um, who who did he attack? Finn, Finn Balor, Balor last week. Yep. And we'll talk more about that uh, later. Oh, by the on. way, happy birthday, Finn Balor! He's 38 years old today. Oh, and happy um, engagement or happy marriage? I think he got married or engaged. I think he's engaged, getting married in August. Uh, anyway, uh, anyway today's yeah. his birthday. I think he's 38. Jeez, really? Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, um, the Fiend, going back to him, aka Bray Wyatt. Um, I love it, and 
I, I can't. This is this is what's going to tune me on for next week. Honestly, Bray Wyatt is the only person that's really got me interested in watching Raw next week. I, I agree. The only thing for me that I'm not crazy about is his character's very, 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 very dark. Yeah. I have to like my son's four, <laughs> and he loves to watch wrestling with me, but. He didn't like Abby the Witch from the Firefly Funhouse. Abby the Witch scared him from the Firefly Funhouse. He liked Rambling Rabbit. I bet. And but he didn't <laughs> like, you know, and he liked the, we're really glad that you're our friend. You know, well, that stuff is cool. My son got behind that, but like. Are you doing whole, the music for that? Because that I, sounded just like it. Do I have the music? No, are, are you doing the music for that? Because that kind of sounded oh, just yeah, like it. You know it. what? Secret of mine, JR. Maybe Uh-oh. I'll tell you later. But anyway, all, right. uh, all that being said, his character is masked, that creepy, creepy-looking, clown-looking. With the, I mean, I don't know what you... That's it's, how I describe it. It's like a, a, just a demented, deranged-looking clown. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty scary. Yeah. As I, a, even as an adult. it's That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> my son, like I'm afraid he would wake up having nightmares. I don't... Your, so. your, what you said last week... Every, first time when he came on uh, this week on Raw, that's immediately who I thought of. I was like, I gotta hope it, uh, Justin's kidding and watching this right now. Yeah. It was kind of, I wouldn't say early on in the show, but earlier than last week on the show. So, Well, it was um, we already had him in bed. Yeah. He was tucked in. Yet again, another good choice by HCP. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But I, I'm, I'm like you. I like the character. I want to see where it goes and we're actually going to talk about where it's going yeah. coming up here when we talk about SmackDown. But, uh, so, a moment of bliss. I love a moment of bliss, all right? I, I do. I like that Alexa has that little talk show thing. What, you don't like it? No, my, like it? my pin just exploded. Uh, I thought you, like, threw your <laughs> pin down because you just like it. No, my pin just one. exploded. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, um, the moment of bliss, I, I just, um, I like it. I like the little thing that she's got going on there. And I love I love that her, her little sidekick there, Nikki Cross. Yeah. I, I can get, I'm starting to, I'm starting to like this teaming that they have there. Possibly a uh, women's tag team? Maybe so. Maybe so. Champions? But they had Becky Lynch as their guest on the show. Yeah. And Becky, of course, proceeds to talk about how she's going to win the match and embarrass Natalia in front of her home country. And Natalia comes out and with a few different words that were exchanged, they begin I mean, beat each other. Right. And I mean, there was a point where I thought that there was some reality to what they were doing because it appeared as if Natalia had Becky Lynch by the hair hmm. right there towards the end after they knocked all the furniture over, after Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross had gotten out of the way. There was a point where I felt it. I saw Natalia had a good chunk, not like left in her hand after they got split up, but like, right, right. like accidentally grabbed her hair and then, you know, kind of let go real quick. Right. Uh, well, this this uh, rivalry goes back, or friendship, or whatever they want to call it, goes back from a long, long time ago when they were in uh, New Japan. Yeah. And you know, Natalia was like, "Look, you only wanted some a piece of the pie when this re- this woman's revolution started building up, and guess what? I'm the one who created it. Yeah. So you just can't come in here, pretty much on my time. I like the story." I'm not big on the, the, the two that are involved because, you know, I'm not a Becky Lynch fan. And Natalia is just kind of like, she's at that point, kind of like where she's teeter-tottering on retirement. But 
if this continues as far as jabs back and forth and verbal, I mean, I can I can dig into it. I can I can yeah, start I, to like it. I thought that you, you know I, I was hoping that the way that they interacted on a moment of bliss would have caused you to maybe change your thoughts and feelings on Natalia because, like you said, a couple weeks or last week, you're like, I can't get down with this. I don't know, man. I'm just I'm not a Becky Lynch fan, and I'm not. A, I, was like, right. I said I wanted Natalia to win that match yeah. to, for to challenge Becky Lynch. And you were like, Nah, I don't want. I want. I want to see Alexa Bliss win that match. And I was like, Nah, I don't want to see that. Anyway, regardless, the moment of Bliss did tilt me towards this match more. Okay. So. All right. Well, I can live with. It. So yeah. Uh. So superstars, legend. I mean, the 24/7 championship started with our truth in eight the times. Changed hands eight times. Eight times. I mean, it was Kelly Kelly had it. Medusa had it. Briscoe. Patterson. Briscoe. Patterson. Yeah, it's crazy. Ended up with Ted DiBiase buying it from Medusa. Right, yeah. And then losing it in the limo to Maverick. Yep. Maverick turning around and losing. We can now consummate our marriage. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I mean, I, he's I it getting so much publicity man. through this, and he's doing such a good job. I know. Good, good for him. Selling it. Yeah, yeah, both of them. Both he and our truth. Yep. My son even he's like, Daddy, I like our truth. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. So I like I like how they're doing with that right now. I just it's fun a little break in like some of the action to see that whole thing taking place. Yeah. Uh, Braun Strowman just had like a throwaway match. Not going to go into a whole lot of that. He's like, make this is going to be quick. Blah, 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 or something. We talked about this months ago with him doing this at the start of his, you know, as soon as he broke away from the Wyatt family, he started going against two jobbers yeah. and, and all that. And we talked a little bit about that last week, all fair, but why? Why uh, Why do you think? He's in limbo again. Dude, they put him in limbo again. Uh, I don't he's know. not the guy you put in limbo. No, no. I just, Drew McIntyre, I, I can understand. But Braun Strowman, not the guy. <laughs> they better find something for him. They better find him. Well, he way. just signed a two-year uh, deal did. on he it. He extended so. his contract. But still, it's like, man, give the guy, put a title on him other than a solo tag team title that he won by himself. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nicholas was in the house at Raw Reunion. Was he really? Yes, he was. He was in the house. He, he didn't come out. Oh, I got you. Okay, but he was there. He <laughs> yeah, he, he got interviewed like a, a WWE exclusive type Oh, interview. I got yeah. you. Okay. All right, that may be why I missed it. But to end the night, they brought all the legends back out, leading off with Ric Flair coming out. Woo! You know, the whole, you know, his music. Then Hulk Hogan, well, let me tell you something, brother. And he starts talking and everything. And you know one thing I noticed about that with Hulk Hogan? Everyone gave him round of applause on that stage. All the legends but, except for one. You know who that one was? I do know who that one who was. Who was that one? Booker T. Ah, Booker T actually at one point. Uh, did it? Mark Henry. Really? Mark Henry would look at it. Uh, Mark I'm, Henry has been verbally outspoken against Hogan ever since he had that uh, video leaked where he used yeah. racial slurs and things of that nature. Uh, he apologized for them. I damage is done though, man. Once that stuff gets out there, you're labeled. It's, it's unfortunate sight. It's hard to come back American. from. Yeah, like if if we were to have said going on some sort of tirade like that right here, dude, we would lose so many of our listeners oh, on yeah. the podcast. Which we would never Even do. Even if that. we had <laughs> no, we would never do. Trust me, we, we don't. But that's not how we operate. But he kind of did himself in there. I can. Yeah. I, I, he paid his dues. He apologized to the entire WWE universe, the entire WWE family. I believe he is genuinely very sorry. I'm a forgiving person. Uh, I believe in order, you know, in forgiveness, 
am a very faithful follower of my Lord Jesus Christ. I'll go on the record for saying that. So I forgive him for saying and acting, even if he were to be outspoken against Juan Cheese. I'm like, man, you good. Uh, that's fighting words right there. Exactly. I want to fight him. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But he, um, you got to have some forgiveness in yeah. your heart. And I, I noticed that he didn't get the response that I felt like he was due because he is a legend. Regardless of what he said, he still fought wars in that ring. Yeah. And he's been doing it since the 70s. You know what I mean? He's been around forever. Uh, but then they ended with Stone Cold. Stone Cold coming out, having the beer bash, drinking his Stone Cold Broken Skull IPA. Steve Weiser. Steve Weiser's. <laughs> this is my family. You can tell he'd already been drinking. Yeah, he, he got he's out there. probably a couple deep. Oh, dude, he'd already been drinking. Before <laughs> he's probably he been to there. Jack Brown's before yeah, that. Yeah, he so. probably went to Jack Brown's, you know, <laughs> one of the many locations of Jack Brown's. We have a lovely location, which I was at just the other day, JR. Had a nice uh, the Cobra Kai burger. It was Ooh. great. Uh, but, yeah, he had definitely had a few beverages prior to getting in that ring. You could tell just by the way he was talking. I like how I like how he came out. You know, he got a stone-cold strut walking. He walks past Rob Van Dam, and Rob Van Dam kind of didn't get out of his way, and he kind of, like, brushed him a little bit. So Steve looked back and, like, what are you doing in my way? Yeah. <laughs> like, get out. Well, one thing I thought was humorous was how those, uh, gosh, that NXT Tag Team Champions, they were like, he was a man. The Street was, Profits. Street Profits. Uh, man, that I was, was awesome. Hanging out with Rob Van Damn. You know, he said, why, why are you putting uh, eye drops, eye drops in, in? Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I just came back from Rob Van Dam's uh, locker room. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> funny. That was definitely pretty funny. Uh, but that whole thing, uh, overall, Raw, it, I was expecting to see somebody come out and be like, Stone Cold, you weren't nothing. Trying to talk some trash. Not even Stone one Cold, stunner. No stunners, dude. No I was stunners. so mad. And then it's like, it's the rock. Where's the Rock? That's what I, I was hoping for, Here's like Florida. a WrestleMania. Uh, what did they? What did they do that WrestleMania? And it was uh, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, and the Rock. Uh, WrestleMania 30, 28, 29. It was Something. one of them, and it, it was in uh, Louisiana. Right. So I was hoping for one, maybe one of those. But well, unfortunately, Rock let us down. Yeah, but I was holding out hope for him on SmackDown, which leads us to SmackDown yep. Live the very next night. So I was. I'll, I'll get to where I felt like it was going to. We're going to see The Rock in just a little bit. But leading off the show, Shane McMahon comes out addressing some social media that Kevin Owens had gone on his social media and said, Shane McMahon will accept the match for me with me at SummerSlam. If Shane McMahon wins, I will actually quit WWE and I will retire. I will be done. Shane McMahon addressed that. He's like, Kevin Owens hiding behind social media. Kevin Owens. You know, he really quit. You know, it's just when things get tough for him, he quits and runs off like a little baby. Yep. Kevin Owens comes out and is like, all right, we'll check this out. SummerSlam, let's do this thing. All right, and if I lose, I really will quit. He's like, well, I will wait. Why don't we why don't we do it right now? Blah, blah, blah. And that's when the match was created for later on the night, which involved Kevin Owens taking on Roman Reigns with special guest referee. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Special time key or yeah, time keeper Elias, Elias, and a special ring announcer, Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon. Can you can you do the best in the world, please? Can you do it? Try, I, try I'll to hold try. it. Try to hold it. All right. You're in front of a microphone. Right? Introducing the best in the world. <laughs> I can't do it. That I, was I, awesome. <laughs> I tried doing that in the car the other day, and I, I went on for a little bit, but then I, I couldn't do this the last part. 
<laughs> so big, big props Appreciate to whoever his name is that does. Oh no, I thought you're propping me. And you, no, and you, big props prop that you. guy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, you know that that was a match that was created for later on. We'll get to that in just a second. But Shinsuke Nakamura, your current Intercontinental Champion, had a match against Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Apollo Cruz is a very, very underutilized talent. That match that he, was awesome. Match was great. That's what I'm saying. Great. Apollo is not a journeyman. He is somebody that you build a brand, somewhat build a brand behind. You give him some title opportunities. You let him build a lot of good momentum, get the crowd behind him real good. Like Becky Lynch, for example, man. How long did it take Becky Lynch to really turn out in the WWE? I know you're not a fan. Well, or a uh, big fan. We'll say it like that. Uh, you're a fan, but you're not, not a huge fan of her. So you kind of have to uh, credit Nia Jax to Becky Becky Lynch's build. That's yeah. I can. I can. So, uh, I mean, and I can get behind go that. Go back statement. to that, Becky. You didn't break your face, okay? You got your nose busted. That is not. In, your face ain't broken, okay? So part of it is not the whole thing. So I see you. You related Apollo Apollo Cruz to Becky Lynch. I relate Apollo Cruz to Bailey. I think maybe as we've talked about last week. Bailey needs to do something different. Bailey needs to get more edgier, more, let's just say, not to steal a line from Edge, but more rated R. So I see Apollo Cruz change your music. I don't think your music is going to be a superstar that's holding a title. Music. Something I, I don't about know me, why? It, it, it's somewhat, in a sense, to me, sounds a little like. In a sense, a little bit. There's 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 hints of Kurt Angle's music to me in Apollo. Well, you and if you notice, you watched the match, and all the listeners out there, if you go back and watch Tuesday's match, if you didn't see it, you see that he did use the Angle Slam. That's right, he did, so didn't he? He he, and he pulled it off. It was a good Angle Slam, but you know, just relating it to the music, like you said, I mean, that's maybe they're going like a Kurt Angle type. Maybe. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely hard to tell. But I, I feel like, I mean, Shinsuke, I mean, you got two great technical wrestlers in the ring. Yeah. Great match. Agree with that wholeheartedly. Dolph Ziggler, though, attacking Shawn Michaels in The Miz during Miz TV. I read something. I was like, all right, so they're getting ready to stage The Miz and Dolph against each other yeah. again. That's not what they're doing, apparently, from what I read. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. But Dolph. Attacking Shawn Michaels in the bids. Um, I, I, I originally was had that thought of the Miz and Dolph are going to have some sort of match going up in the WrestleMania. Maybe Shawn Michaels special guest referee. I don't know. I don't see Shawn getting in the ring for SummerSlam. I don't. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just maybe saying not, I don't see. Maybe not SummerSlam, but I'm understanding that WrestleMania. Maybe so. Maybe so. However... I, I, let Sean be a referee. Let, yeah, I, I don't want Sean in the ring, man. I don't want him in the ring. I'm not saying he's not good in the ring, but I just, dude, I got a bad shock effect from the whole Undertaker Goldberg match at the the well, superstar or the what is it, Saudi the Saudi Arabia, Arabia yeah. showdown or Greatest, whatever. Or, that was yeah, that was last year. Yeah. But yeah, the super match, super showdown or what? That's what it was, yeah, super yeah, showdown. Yeah. That staleness to 
some of the legends. That I don't want to see Shawn Michaels fight, man. Let Dolph and The Miz, maybe Shawn Michaels, be a special guest referee. But that's not even going to happen now. So what was the point of all that? I don't know. I mean, Shawn even said it in the ring. He's like, you know, and Dolph referenced his last match in Saudi Arabia, I think, at the greatest Royal Rumble of all time when they, you know, him and DX versus Kane and Undertaker. That wasn't uh, the greatest Royal yeah. Rumble. So Dolph, you know, kind of was like, you know, you disrespected yourself by that match. Sean, I actually was like, you know what? You're right. I am, I disrespected myself. I, you know, that match kind of just stunk up the place. I liked this segment overall. I thought it was very entertaining up until Sean grabbed uh, Dolph's hand and, and pulled him back. I think that was kind of, it was weird how that all played out because, I mean, who would grab somebody's hand and then pull them back after they're already done talking? Right. You know, yeah. if Sean would have been like, hey, wait, then I got something to say to you. And then, you know, it, it exchanged, exchanged fights or fists or whatever, but. Yeah, that exchange uh, definitely. It was weird. It was kind of weird. A little, a little pause there was kind of like what to do but uh, I would have played it out different but I like this segment overall it was very it was kind of entertaining right you know Miz was like stop talking do something the whole crowd got behind it yeah. do something do something stuff it like that it should have been me what could have been you do something yeah like that yeah. was cool I like I like the whole the whole segment as itself was cool but where's it gonna go that was my uh-huh. whole thing like now it's like where's it going we'll see though I mean you never know what's gonna happen on Smackdown next week uh, Ember Moon in Charlotte. Now, this was, we were having a storm coming through here, and I've got satellite television, and I was cutting in and out, and I was trying to get caught up because I'd gotten home late from my church choir practice, and so I had a DVR, and I started from the beginning, and I, JR had texted me a couple times. I was trying not to look at my text. I thought he was going to be <laughs> giving me, like, a spoiler I hadn't seen yet. No spoilers. Come yeah. on. I think you spoiled one thing for me a while back, <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah, so Ember Moon in Charlotte, like what's what was that match? I mean, can you, can you talk to me a little bit about that? Like, that was uh, I guess like a match to prepare Ember Moon for her championship match at SummerSlam. Obviously, having her go against Charlotte obviously is Charlotte's my female. Lame, <laughs> lame. Anyway, I, I'm gonna finish that. Charlotte's not my female. She's my fam- favorite female wrestler. Okay. Um, having Charlotte in a mid card is just disrespectful she is too good to be at a mid card i understand why she's got to build up some talent but as far as ember moon and charlotte go it was just kind of like uh i think two to three minutes of, of a match quick match bailey came out bailey's music hit dis uh disrupted the match charlotte charlotte's attention drew to bailey be like why are you out here ember moon small packaged her and rolled her up so um, after that, Ember Moon got out, started having a little laugh with Bailey, and thought they were "quote unquote" Bailey buddies. Yeah, but um, that quickly turned out not to be the case, and Ember Moon tossed Bailey into Shark, and Shark had some lunch. And yeah. at that time, Ember Moon beat up both Charlotte and Bailey with uh, what's called the clips, and it is a badass move. It looks so yeah. awesome when you jump from the top and do a stunner off the top. Basically, yeah. And, and you know, both people have to be involved in that uh, that that uh, that move to to be possible. But it, it was kind of just a, 
a quick little five, six-minute segment of SmackDown, but it, did, did, it showed a lot. Do you believe that it resulted in a heel turn of Ember Moon? Well, I mean, to, to have a successful story, you got to have a uh, protagonist and an antagonist. And you got to have a heel and a babyface. And at that point, both Ember Moon and Bailey were both babyfaces. So, yes, I do uh, suspect that a heel turn for Ember Moon just happened. Gotcha. Okay. Good, good speculation. We can speculate that. Now, Kobe Kingston issued a SummerSlam challenge to Randy or That's what you were wishing for. I want this. <laughs> I want now. I mean, I want to see Randy Orton in a championship match, but I wanted to see him in the Universal Championship match because there's unfinished business with Brock Lesnar. We'll probably end up getting to that because I feel like Randy Orton will be Kofi at SummerSlam and hold on to that title, and it'll be a Clash of Champions at Survivor at Survivor Series. No Clash of Champions is in uh, Charlotte I, this year. Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. So, I believe that's in August. Can't be. No, Summer September then. August. September then. Um, are they doing the Clash of Champions paper? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, we'll see how that all unfolds. However, Randy Orton pointed out some pretty good, some pretty good points. When he came out, he said, you know, Kofi, you need to understand something. The reason you're champion is because of me. Yeah. I put Mustafa Ali on the shelf back before Elimination Chamber. You took Mustafa Ali's place at Elimination Chamber. Right. I'm the one that put him on the shelf. So because of me, you are where you are right now. I set you up to be there. So you need to remember, even though you may have beat me in a match way back at the Great American Bash of 2011 or whenever it was, right. I still have way more championships than you. It didn't take me near as long. I didn't have to be anybody with, like, a fake Jamaican accent. Yeah, that was, that was all pretty cool. All I had to do was be Randy Orton, and that was good enough. I like Randy Orton, man. It took me a while to get on that Randy Orton train, but I'm on it. And I'm going to stay on it for a little while. So I, I like that, man. I like that. But that also set up Samoa Joe come out and have a match with Kofi Kingston. And that went exactly the way I thought because, well, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe exchanged a word or something with Randy Orton as Randy Orton was yep. leaving and going back up the ramp. And Randy Orton turned back around and <laughs> went back and sat down at the commentary. Um, and that all went kind of the way we thought. Randy Orton was not going to not get involved. And he jumped in and RKO out of nowhere. That's where he was going yep. for. He didn't land it at first. Well, then he, got, he got it on Samoa Joe. He got it on Samoa Joe, though. So that kind of all went the way uh, we thought it may go with Randy Orton being ringside. Kofi Kingston, Samoa Joe ended in a no contest with Randy Orton right there. So Finn Balor, happy birthday again to Finn Balor. He's 38 years old today. Challenged Bray Wyatt to clash at SummerSlam. Bray Wyatt accepted Ben Balor talked about The Fiend, and then, of course, Bray Wyatt pops up on the screen. He's like, him, Ramblin' Rablet, and what's his name, Havoc? What's the name of the er, the, the bird? Uh, buzzard something? The Buzzard, yeah, but it's he's got a name. It's like Havoc or... I don't know. Gosh, I can't remember the name of it right now, but he had Ramblin' Rabbit, and he's like, oh, you want to have a match with me? Yeah, you want to me in that's the creepy part of it is how he goes back and forth from like a, a very weird like Mr. Rogers yeah blues clues and then and then he just turns into the fiend which is yeah it and Saul together yeah there's a lot of <laughs> different elements there so that match was made for we're gonna see the fiend 
at SummerSlam. But we haven't seen the last of them. We'll see in between we gonna now and We're going to see The Fiend versus The Demon Finn Balor, or are we going to see any Finn Balor versus The Fiend? I hope it's the I really hope it's The Demon Finn Balor. I think that would make for a much more I epic think so too. match so for Finn Balor, because Finn Balor is going to take a little leave of absence. We talked about that last week yeah. after SummerSlam. He's getting married. Uh, lots of things coming down the pipe. I don't know exactly how long he's going to take off, but he's going to take some time off. It's been yeah. said. Uh, so that leads us to the last match of the night that was created earlier in the night. Kevin Owens against Roman Reigns, which we knew what was going to happen. We knew that with the timekeeper being Elias, Elias, the special ring announcer being Shane McMahon, and the special guest referee being Drew McIntyre, that something was bound to happen negative to either Kevin Owens Roman Reigns, or both of them. But this was where I was holding out hope, JR, that we would see The Rock to come and help his cousin, Roman. Also co-star in the new movie Hobbs and Shaw coming out August 2nd. Okay, there you go. I'm going to give him a little helping hand. I was ready to hear, if you smell what The Rock is cooking. And I never heard in Miami. thought that yeah. might help with the, you know, and I think I even told you that. I was like, they're in Miami, though. You he, know, was at, this, he was at the PC earlier this week, so PC yeah, is Performance the, Center, by the way. Center, yeah. <laughs> uh, I felt like he was going to be there, and you know, I was definitely let down. So, but overall, I will grade it. SmackDown. A being the best, clearly F being the worst. Where do you rate SmackDown? This past week, SmackDown. Uh, I'm going to go B plus. B plus? Yep. Okay, I'll give it a solid B. Yeah. Uh, in comparison to Raw, oh, killed Raw. Blow her out the Even way. Even though Raw drew over 3 million viewers. Really? Yeah, right the numbers came out, and that's the most viewers that they've had. In a while. In quite <laughs> some time. Uh, I still would say that SmackDown beat Raw uh, yep. as far as overall, overall likeness of the show itself. Uh, that being said, uh, that, that, that kind of concludes the, the recap of our Raw and SmackDown of this past week. What's going on? Anything uh, noteworthy that we need to talk about that's going on backstage right now, JR? What you got, bro? I've got a couple interesting things. Really? Yeah. Um, some good, some bad. Um, starting out with, <laughs> please tell me what's going on with Jimmy Uso. Jimmy Uso earlier earlier today got arrested again in Florida for the second or third time with a DUI. What is going on? Do you th- do you think they have some kind of policy or something in WWE contract that says if you have a problem, obviously this is a problem by now, along with Jeff Hardy and all of them who are having trouble containing whatever monster they have inside them. Right. Do you think they have some kind of thing in there that helps them say, hey, first time offense, okay, rush, you know, let, let's not deal with that. Second, third time, now you're going to have to get a rehab. You think there's something in there? There needs to be. If there's not, there needs to be. I, I, um, I totally agree. I agree with that. It's, I just, um, it was twice within a year, twice in two years or whatnot with Jeff Hardy, and if you think about it, it wasn't long. It wasn't long after Jeff Hardy was, he was back back on TV. Yep. He got that first DUI. He was back on TV last yeah. year. Okay. Yeah. I know it's not the first DUI he's ever had under contract, but it's the first one he'd had in quite some time. 
Uh, and he was back on TV not long after that. Yeah. Uh, slap on the wrist, let him, you know, put him back on TV. I don't think this time he's going to be so nice about it. And I don't think it's going to be so nice with Jimmy. Uh, uh, we were talking before we came on air, too. It's like, they one, they just got made fun of it by John Cena on that on the skit. And yeah. then, two, they're doing so good. And not like they haven't been doing so good, but they're, they're just now getting themselves back in the title picture on Raw. Right. What irks these guys? And I know it's... I've worked with people who's had this problem before, and it, it is a hard thing to get. You know, I've had family members, too. It's a hard thing to get rid of. But there has to be something that WWE can do to get these get help for these guys. I mean, they're on the road 365, three, you know, 300-something-plus days a year. Yeah. They're bound to do something dumb or out of whack, whatever. There has to be help for these guys. Because not only are they superstars, but they're idols. They're, you know, they're little kids' dreams to be. Right. So to hear this and to see this on Twitter, Facebook, wherever, just if you're a 10-year-old boy, you have Facebook already. You have right. Twitter, you know, yeah. and you see this, it kind of is like... Kind of a, yeah, heartbreaker. A heartbreaker. But also some other news. Uh, Charlotte is now calling herself the queen of all eras. And it is speculated that she is going to... Go into Toronto at SummerSlam and face a surprise opponent. Who that surprise opponent is? What's your thoughts? Um, I and here's this is what I've read in regards to that. Jr. Uh, the surprise opponent, from what I'm gathering, is going to be Trish Stratus. Hey, I can get down with that. Canadian. Yep. SummerSlam being in Canada. Yep. Might help drive ticket sales. It makes sense. It makes business sense. Right. To for that to take place, um, I would like to have seen Lita myself, maybe. Yeah. But and I see exactly I see what they could be doing there because after the Ember Moon Charlotte match at SmackDown, Charlotte was like, "I'm going to have a match at SummerSlam, and it's going to be against somebody yeah. much bigger than Bailey or Ember." How can you keep the queen off of SummerSlam? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, I, I feel like it's, I think it's going to be Trish Stratus. I'm almost certain. Anyway, what else we got going So, on? we got WWE released two of their top writers this week. And excuse me if you're listening, whoever these people are. But both of them are named Steve. Their last names is Guerrero and Opienum. Opienum. O-P-P-N-E-N-H-E-I-M. Sure. However you spell yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Released two of their top okay. writers this week, so something could be going on. A Paul Heyman decision or Maybe Eric Bischoff decision? just came to my mind. Yep. It just came because Eric Bischoff showed up the other night on Raw. Yeah, he was like, hey, if you don't like it over here, you can come to SmackDown. Come to SmackDown, yeah. See? <laughs> Which actually, like we just said, turned out way better yeah, than Raw. I agree. But we have Medusa, a.k.a. Um, what's her name? Alondra Blaze and Lacey Evans actually exchanging Twitter war. That got pretty ugly. I was Tell me more about that because you were you were mentioning that got something. Pr- that got pretty ugly. Lacey Evans kind of made the comments along the lines of like just her being she was in character when yeah, she yeah. did it. It's like Raw reunion was full of nothing but old nasties. You now she calls Ooh, everybody yeah, nasty. Yeah, yeah. Well, Medusa was like, "Like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, you can't right. wrestle. All you've got is your looks to go on." I mean, she started getting really personal. She's like, you weren't. And this is one thing because I was in the Army. If somebody was like, you clearly couldn't make it as a soldier. Because they said, you know, you weren't a, you obviously weren't a good Marine. 
wow. is what she said to yeah. him. And to me, that's personal. That's, you know, yeah. if you say something to me like, Justin, you clearly weren't a good soldier. You'd still be there right now. We'd probably fight. Yeah. We would probably fight. I would <laughs> probably, because that's something I hold dear, near and dear yeah. to me. Just because I'm not there right now doesn't mean I didn't serve my country honorably, you know? Right, right. So when it comes to that type of thing, I, yeah, I'm going to take it personally. Uh, so to me, I almost felt like that was a personal jab, and Les Lacey was like, listen, this is a good, this is a really good, this can make for something great, you right. know? In which case, they corresponded prior to the Twitter war right. and then started shooting jabs at each other. But they went back and forth talking about how, one, you know, you, you were a bad wrestler, you weren't, you're ugly, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Ooh. But I mean, I saw, I read the whole article, I'm going to say it was just you, last night or the night before. And that's how it all kind of boiled down was they were really, really talking nasty to each other. But So, so we were just talking about how good SmackDown was. Yeah. Well, it is reported that Vince got to the arena around 4 o'clock and changed the whole show. Smackdown? Smackdown, really? yep. It's reported. I don't know if that happened, but he changed the whole show as soon as he showed up. Well, he did good. Yeah. <laughs> he did good. Good job, Vince McMahon, if you didn't know already he, know. <laughs> I want to know what he was going to do. What was the original plans? I mean, Vince is known for changing his mind back like that, quick. Yeah, yeah. I want to know what the original plans were. That's the thing, and that's one thing we'll probably guess, never guess. You'll have to go to Miami Arena and look in the trash. Yeah, look know. in the trash, see what we can find. Um, last one I got was Corey Graves, uh, Byron Saxton, and Renee Young were not on commentary on SmackDown. Corey was filming a movie, as uh, was Renee Young, same movie, and Byron Saxton. All condolences go out to him right. for the passing of his father. So that's uh, pretty much. All I got for backstage news. Gotcha. Well, one little piece I want to add to it was also Sammy Zayn went on his Twitter and talked about how the show was garbage and unleashed on how Raw reunion was a complete waste of space, waste of time, waste of energy, blah, blah, blah. And two superstars that liked that post, Ben Balor and Sasha Hmm. Sasha's done, man. Like I don't know. I I, I, I heard hold she got out. taken off all advertising. So. Yeah, because I think she was actually advertised for Monday night. I still want to hold out a little bit of hope, thinking that the boss will come back. Um, but I, I'm, I I'm losing that hope slowly <laughs> but surely. Uh, one thing that I actually texted you the other night that I feel like we need to bring up because it was something that was unbeknownst to me. Lars Sullivan. Oh yeah. Suffered yeah. a knee injury during that Lucha House Party match back in June. Yep. And that's why you haven't seen him on TV because I just I saw him and then I didn't see him. I'm like, there you go, you know? Uh, he can't walk. Yeah, he can't walk. <laughs> uh, I believe the authors of Pain are still dealing with some issues. And what happened to Sanity? Huh? Are they injured? I actually saw that uh, town hall meeting a week ago that Shane had. Yeah. And there was a uh, AOP sighting all the way in the back. There was an AOP sighting. Yeah. You're right. I don't so remember which there. one it was. They're there. Maybe, maybe that's a Viking Raider type thing. Well, all I know is I know it's been reported already that Brock Lesnar will be in the house for Monday Night Raw this coming Monday. Mm. So oh. we are knocking on the door. We're a mere two and a half weeks away from SummerSlam. So a lot can happen between now and then. Right. We're, we're going to see. You know, clearly, we'll be paying close attention to what's going to happen on Monday, July 29th, and Monday, or Tuesday, July 30th um, for what takes place and what helps pave the road closer to Toronto and to SummerSlam. A lot of things can happen between now and then. Braun Strowman can gain a match. I really, I'm telling you, Summer, or WrestleMania next year, I want to see Braun Strowman against The Fiend. Hey, They're good hey. friends. Roman, or Braun Strowman He's holding is, his baby. 
godfather. He is, is he really? That's his godson. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was it was on Braun Strowman. That baby looks so tiny in his hands. <laughs> I know, but Braun Strowman even put it in his, his Instagram post about how his son, or Bray Wyatt's son, is his godson. Right. So, that being said, uh, we'll see what all unfolds, because like, there's a lot of different things that can still happen. Plenty of time to, to make some more things happen for SummerSlam. So, oh, yeah. JR, closing thoughts. Um... Great show today. I uh, can't wait till next week. Can't wait till Raw. See what the Fiend's got going on. See who he attacks. Maybe he attacks Finn Balor again. Maybe he doesn't. Um, see what uh, Paul Heyman has to has has up his sleeve for Monday Night Raw, and see what uh, Eric Bischoff's got for SmackDown. So time will tell. JR. Only time will tell. Only time will they tell. They can. Hey, they can be their own worst enemy. So it's true. That's true. That's, and that's the thing. They they can they can make or break. Them. That's true. Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of, or this edition, whatever you want to call it, of WWE Mentality. We'll be back same time next week uh, to get you up to speed with everything WWE, all the content. JR, thank you so much. I just want to thank all the, the listeners as well. Um, I've been promoting this like crazy on you Facebook. Uh, true. Uh, I'm not going to say sorry either because this is, uh, uh, like I've told everybody, this is something that can be turned into so, something so great. And thank you to all the friends and family that have supported both me and HCP. Also, <laughs> Justin, um, we got nothing but positive comments and positive feedback on this. Right. So good. let's just uh, we're gonna keep tuning in on here, and we're gonna keep doing live feeds, and you know, see where it goes. All right. Well, like I said, Jr. Appreciate you. Appreciate the people listening. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back again next week to do this again. Uh, until then, y'all keep slamming and keep it. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. See y'all.